and would drive the three hours because I was not staying at some random stranger's house. And I didn't have money for a hotel. I just want to go home. Yeah. And everyone just wants to. I, I want to be care. drunk and sick in my own bed. I want to get up and have the post diarrhea or the post puke in my own bathroom. I can't please. do it at someone's house. Although I would never do. I mean, now I, I can't even remember the last time that happened, but still. Oh, I can. <laughs> I'm like, really? You can't remember? No. Okay. Lucky you. It's been a long time. I just, I can't function. If I get so, if I overserve myself to such a point that I'm throwing up, I can't remember the last time I threw up. I haven't thrown up. Is But I've had the diarrhea. I'm done. I'm out of commission for two days now. It's like, it is not a recovery that I look forward well, to. Well, now I, I, I do can't this, do it. I self-punish. So if I have done that to myself, mm-hmm. I'm like, you are absolutely doing what you're, you're cleaning today. If it's a Sunday <laughs> or a Saturday. Okay, mother. Right? Or if you do it, if I do it on a Sunday, I'm like, you bitch, you are going to work. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Suffer at work because that will teach you a lesson. And while you're sitting at your desk miserable, you'll be like, why did I do this? I'm Yo, never and, doing this again. And you will remember this time. And you will remember because you are responsible and you have a job. That's right. And you are not allowed to be hungover on Monday and stay home. How dare you? It's hard What's happening. Oh, that's, that's my bestie, Veronica. She will forever. She's like, who do you think you are staying home because you're hungover? Welcome to The Ugly Truth. It is episode 633. October is here. It is. Already. How and strange is we that? We are in the throes of the fool's fall. I am living for the weather we're having in Northern California right now. And then. It's so rare. Yes. Well, fool's fall is here because this is the time when everybody goes, fall is here. I can wear my sweaters. I can wear my flannels. Uh. It's in my jeans, all the things. And next week it's going to be 95. Is it really? Yes. Is that the prediction? It is. And oh. then, then that's the death knell of summer. We get one yeah. last scorcher. And then it becomes fall. It will really become fall. Um, Okay. For almost a month, my phone was broken. Ah, yes. And And I didn't know this, but until I called you. And it was... Who talks on the phone? Never. Nobody. I actually called you and I was like, why am I... The second (laughs) Daryl was in the background talking with us. The instant that... um, My phone no longer... Basically, the speaker, your ear speaker, so you could hear had broken. Right. So you could so only I could talk on only speaker. talk on speakerphone. And so I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I hate this. And so Daryl's like, well, are you sure? Okay. And you know what? This is his toxic trait. He was mansplaining. And he's like, have you cleaned the speaker out? Because that's the number one reason why they uh-huh. stopped working. And I said, I'm going to do it again. But yes, I did. But I, and I did everything. I used a sonic toothbrush on it to make sure I even got uh-huh. the particle of any part. This thing is pristine. And so I cleaned it all out and I said, it's still not working. And he's like, okay, well, and so he's giving me all that. He's like, well, you got to reset. And I said, I've done everything because I'm yeah. not a moron Thank and you. I know how to Google and I know how to use technology Thank you. to figure out what's wrong with this I thing. Know. Why do they always go back to like the Neanderthal days? I don't know. But he, because Jerry like does it to immediately. me too. And so then I said, what it appears to be is there is a flaw specifically in the iPhone 12 Pro, which is what I have. Yeah. And I said, the thing breaks and it's a warranty issue and it needs to be replaced. The whole front of the Period. thing needs to be replaced and it has to be done in an Apple store, blah, blah, blah. And it ha- started last year. So he ignored it, right? And then about... I don't know. It was probably another day or two. And when I tell you that every person I know on the planet is calling me suddenly instead of texting me, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Including me. <laughs> Stop fucking calling. <laughs> so rude. Well, I mean, I don't mind, honestly. No, no, but my I, phone I, was I, working. I feel you. It's very rare that we call yeah. anybody. And so then finally, There's no need. I had to, and we'll talk about this next week. I had to schedule a mammogram. Mm-hmm. And there's only one way to do it. You got to fucking call. You do. And so finally, I completed that. So kick. I completed that task on speakerphone with this poor woman. And finally, I, I get, I'm up here in my office and I'm, Daryl and I chat on WhatsApp. It's just mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. And he's always on the phone. So right. I'm typing madly away and I go, my phone is still broken And I don't know why I have to be the one to continue to suffer with a piece of shit phone when anybody else, including you, goes, oh, this phone's out of date. It doesn't work. I'm going to get a new one. I go, and yet here I am with this jalopy of a phone (laughs) doing serious business on speakerphone. This is ridiculous. What am I doing? What is happening here? I go, why am I the one? 
And like, you know what is so funny about ridiculous. this? I should be the first one. I should have the 15 in my paw right now. Thank you. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Jerry speaks on his phone a lot yeah. because he's ancient. And mm-hmm. two, he always does it on speakerphone. It is the most annoying thing. He's like the old people. Seriously. Oh, so no. that's why when you, and, 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 and you know what's worse? Is that when he does it, he's one of those people. And because I've come from a customer service background and I was on the phone sure, 24-7 sure. at my job. People like this, I wanted to crucify. Right. Has the TV on like 16. Oh. <laughs> on speaker on his phone. So he's talking to a human being that's doing business with him <laughs> with, while uh, Barrett Jackson auction is playing <laughs> as loud as it fucking can be. God. He has no consideration for that poor human being who's trying to like right. fuck off my phone. So I'm typing madly God, away. And he finally, he, he responds and he goes... Please stop mad typing. I can hear you from downstairs. Because I'm like, <laughs> like going a thousand. Because I can type almost 100 words a minute. Right. So I'm going, and he's just like, please stop mad typing. I can hear it. I know you're frustrated. I'm sorry. Well, you don't know it enough because I still have a broken phone. And then what does that Fulio do? He oh. sends me the link that I sent him a week before about how it's a warranty issue. And I go, I want to oh, throw. Oh, now he's paying attention. I, I, I'm out of my mm-hmm. mind. So he goes, but I've made an appointment. I'm getting it diagnosed today. And okay. I said, fine. So he goes to Best Buy and they go, oh yeah, this is the, they did a diagnosis on He goes, yeah, this is the warranty work. Unfortunately, we can't do it. You got to go to an Apple store. We're like, right. all right, fine. Thank you, Apple. So we make an appointment. There's only one Apple store in the Galleria in Roseville, which is already, I hate it. I hate it too. So we go, there's a line to get into the freaking store. And I'm like, what is happening? Is it a security thing now? No. So we found out what it was. So we walk up and they're like, you have to check in. They have their little iPads. They're like, hi, why are you here? I'm like, well, we have an appointment to fix my phone. They're mm. like, okay. And so they go through, they're like, scan, everything is so high techy techy. They're yeah. like, scan this on your phone and it will begin diagnosis for you. Oh. So I literally, I do a, um, a QR code. And it immediately goes, deet, deet, deet. and they're like, oh, okay, I can see that your speaker's not working. I love that. that am- wasn't that amazing? That's it- so amazing. And the line was to buy the 15. Oh. So I got to go All right in. All these idiots are buying it in the store? Apparently. They just walk in with $1,100 and buy the goddamn phone? Well, here's the problem. They're like, we don't know why they're here because we told them we've been sold out for a week. And yet they still think that... I thought everybody got it through their provider. Or they'll prepay. I don't know. I don't know how it works. That's so weird to me. It's so strange. So anyway, I got to go... They probably know something I don't. Maybe. So I got to go... I got to walk right in, take a seat. They're like, just wait. Manuel comes over. And he's like, hi, I'm Manuel. I'm like, hello, Manuel. He goes, what's going on? I go, I told him. He goes, okay. He goes, yeah, that's probably warranty work. He goes, let's... So they put it on this little thing and it starts doing a diagnostic of the entire <sighs> thing. Again, he goes, yep, it's definitely that. It's covered. You have to go through the whole thing. Oh They're all back up when your can phone. can I have my phone back? Yeah. They're like, your phone needs to be backed up. You haven't backed it up. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just do it. He goes, well, it's a lot. And he goes, and it can take up to seven hours to back up. I'm like, I don't want to do all of that. I don't care. There's nothing on my phone that I care about so much oh. that I can't just See, lose. I would have to do it. No. So I backed, I bought the, I bought the backup cloud thing. I backed up some important things. And then yeah. I said, all right, here we go. And I said, so you can come back. Uh, you know, as soon as this is done tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, but if I just do it today, when will I get it back? He goes, oh, in like an hour. And I said, take it. Please take my phone. I don't want to make this a long process. I've been suffering for a month. I don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. So he takes the phone. We go get lunch. I come back. My whole point in all of this is this. The people, Daryl noticed this. He goes, have you noticed the people in this Apple store? And I I look around, I go, what? He goes, they're all over the age of 60. Oh, yeah. Because they think they have to come in to do everything. And there was a woman who was there going, how do I get on the internet? How do I, you know, access my phone You know what, I lie because it's not just my husband. This happens at work as well. And I'm like, you're allowed to go into an Apple store and ask for a tutorial? Fuck yes. They will literally do anything for you. So these- The best customer service ever. So these people are there. And so everybody's waiting at a table and I'm at the Genius Bar now, which is at the very end because I'm just waiting for my phone to come out, right? So we're just chilling, waiting for our orders and everybody else is at a table waiting for assistance. And so I'm sitting there and I'm looking around. They have a, there's a security guard there and he's just standing there. His job is to scan and make sure nobody tries to steal anything. Because right. right now that's a big issue. It's huge, which is why I thought there was a line at the door. Because maybe they no. had like a limit of how many people could come No, in. it's not that at all. They were waiting to purchase uh, something that doesn't exist. And so Dummies. he's back and forth, back and forth. And he's like, his head is on a swivel. Mm. And all of a sudden, this woman walks up to him with her dog in a store at the mall. I 
Listen, I can't with that. It's the world we live in now. So she walks up. She's because like, because we let everybody do any fucking thing they want to do. So she walks up to him and he's like, can I help you? And she's like, boy, this must be a really tough job you have. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. What do you want? I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm, and she's like, do you, do you really, do you struggle? And I'm like, and I turned to Daryl and I go, I just want you to know that if this ever happens to me, you must take me by the short hair and pull me out of this place. Put me out of my misery. Please don't do this. Bury me in the backyard. Just say, you know what? Your time is done. You know what's funny though? And he was like so tolerant. He's just like, yeah. He's just entertaining her. He's done her. And she goes, well, anyway. And she wanders off. And I'm like, so she had what? no business there? No, she, she wasn't was, like coming into the Apple store? No, she was waiting her turn. But oh. she just decided to get up and, 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 and you know, introduce nice. herself to the poor security guard. And so I'm like, this, this, the vibe is ER. Hardcore. Uh, yeah. Ugh. It is such a vibe. I walk in, I go, I feel like I'm waiting at the emergency room. Die. Waiting for it to be triaged. You're like, can I please? So once I'm triaged over. and they're like, you can come back an hour. I'm like, thank God. We ran out. Like, give me the fuck. Is there bars in this no. mall? We ran no, out. they don't put bars in malls we anymore. Went, we grabbed a bite and we came back and it was equally as busy. And I'm no, just, it's never not like that. And I was looking around going, they don't pay these people enough to uh, be here. They I do mean, not. I don't know. Do they though? I there's no amount of money to deal with that riffraff <laughs> ever. And I'm just like, am I, and I'm being glommed on, glommed into all of them because I'm well, also, no I am also a person here. I just don't have a dog or a cane where in some kind of needing some kind of assistance on how to find Google. And you're not purchasing a phone that doesn't exist. Right. Because you would do it through your provider like a normal person. It's so strange. And then someone's going to have to inform me why they're waiting in line when they know there's no inventory. I don't get it. Unless they want to make an order. Maybe. And like, then I'll pay for it. I'll order it. And then you send it to me when it's ready. Right. And if that's what they're okay. doing, I get it. You know, that's that just, to me, there's just so many ways. The companies like Apple and Android, yeah. they don't want you to come into their store. No. So they make it so easy to get their products and or technology service or whatever you need in every other way possible. Yes. Now, they have to have a store for you to come into for situations like yours. And I will tell you this. And you probably could have mailed your phone no. or some shit. You know, I mean, there's got to be a way that they would have done it without you having to physically walk into a store. But it would have required uh, you to wait. Honestly, Stephanie, I don't know because they made me bring in my ID to even get my phone Oh, back. okay. Like, oh, you know what? Yeah, strict. maybe you're right. A security thing. I didn't even well, think about that. Well, especially all the stuff that's on your phone, all the data True, true, true. So anyway, I grabbed it. And so yeah, I, there are legitimate reasons yes. why you would have to come in. Yeah, you have to actively come in. But you know what? It was so fast. In and out. And I was like, this is the way to do it. Like, yeah. this is the way to do it. But I was like, I am so... And they're not selling any product. No one's buying anything. They're all there lot, for help to get. How do I do, get on Google? I saw one person buying earphones that theirs were broken. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not, they, they're not there to sell shit. They're there to help people with their phone. <sighs> and that alone, it's like, it's like one of those things I told Daryl, I said, I feel like I'm at the ER and I'm here legitimately. And then there are people who are here because they're like, oh, my, an my ankle hurts. I don't know what to do about it. this morning. So I'm not really sure. What am I, should I do? My back hurts. Yeah. And 90% and of the time, it's a non-issue. And they right. just send you, they take some Advil and go home. Yeah. Or you're dehydrated. Here's Whatever. an IV. Yeah, you know, yeah, go yeah. home. You know, but yeah. me, it's like, no, you have a fracture. You need, you need a to cast. be here. Yeah, I feel you. That's what it felt like. And I'm like, the people that work here are saints. I, I have never seen more tolerant humans in my life. Well, I have learned this lesson in patience at my job because mm -hmm. when you work for the welfare department, you will deal with every type of human being known to man. Yeah. Very, in, very intelligent, articulate, normal people who know how to function in society. I know. And then the polar opposite mm -hmm. you get them all in one day oh yeah so you can't <laughs> as much as you want to i can't have an ugly reaction that i normally would when i'm oh, not at work I know. yeah yeah i have to be professional and i have to deal with it and it's such a struggle well especially for personalities like you. ours jamie it's i it's a miracle that i have worked for the for the county for okay. 10 years so here's an interesting segue <laughs> right into what i wanted to talk to you about today i was remembering a time when you were really serious about the potential of becoming a flight attendant. I was right before I had my son. Very seriously. I could have done it. And I was like, you would be the perfect flight attendant. I could. And you, and Especially I, in today's 
that's environment. That is exactly where we want to talk about. Now we don't tolerate being abusive to those people. Wish so badly that you were a flight attendant. You would be a hero. If I didn't, you know what I, the talking about being progressive and, and industries coming, Mm -hmm. you know, moving forward Mm -hmm. and flight attendants are now more considered safety. Yeah. Yeah, They're there for your safety. And they're also empowered. They weren't, they used used to not be. Well, I mean, people try, you know, what do they used to call them? Stewardess, Mm -hmm. stewardesses, or, you know, I mean, there was all kinds of, you know, funny misogynistic names. Men were not, you know, it wasn't a respectable job for a man. Yeah, you're right. Um, All of those things. And so now it's completely the opposite. And they're not there necessarily just to serve you peanuts and drinks. Oh, that now is part it's of safety. that's a minimal thing of yeah, yeah right? Everything safety. else is all about safety. Yes. Keeping order, you know, making sure people aren't being total assholes and I acting want, a muck. I just wish that I you were love. because I would love for you to go, I had to duct tape an asshole to a chair today. It'd be like it. Stephanie. Yeah, but then I could also have been I'm on the so diarrhea excited. flight. <gasps> okay. <laughs> you would have been immediately to the pilot be like Sam, we aren't we aren't flying any further. Okay, well, we're turning around. But I would have none still of us had are to touching it. seeing it, smelling it, dealing with the other passengers who were. I don't even. I don't even know how that they would did be it. real. I mean, so yeah. yeah. But I don't see how that's any worse than me working at the welfare department. To be honest, because with you're you. not cleaning up diarrhea. No, but, but now I do now because I'm not in the call center anymore, and I'm mm-hmm. doing face to face on a different that's level. True. And that's true. you know the people you know the, the yes, people that I'm serving, yes, and it's I not. Do. The average, um, yeah, you're right. Person, Not so the average, average citizen, it's, it's quite different. Yes, and I wouldn't surprise me if I had an encounter that was similar to something like that. Well, that would be interesting. It hasn't happened yet, thank God, but. <laughs> I, I do but, think it's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't know what it was. I must have seen a video or something, and I'm like, you know what? I remember when Stephanie was gonna was thinking about doing flight attendant, and you would be such a good flight attendant. Yeah. You would have been so freaking good. Well, because uh, you wouldn't have put up with it, and you have empathy for small children. I you do. have empathy for moms, old and, people, and you have zero tolerance for entitled assholes. I don't, and it would have been perfect, amazing. But I can also be respectful to you are respectful. anybody, even yes. if you're being an entitled asshole. I have, I, I don't know how I do it. It's just, it's a skill. It's hundred percent a, a skill. It is a skill. And it's something you have mm-hmm. to practice because it does not come naturally. I also find with flight attendants specifically is they have a very long tolerance rope. Seriously. They it's have a to. Skill. They, yes, yes. They learn it. Yes. I don't think any person is born I to deal even, with rigmarole. The, the ones where it's so bad that they haven't even taken off yet. Like they're still sitting on the tarmac. I'm sorry. I said rigmarole. I don't know what that is. I said it at work the other day. What is rigmarole? Is that a new word? It's just like ruckus or Did you chaos. make that word up? I think I did. Oh, okay. I said it in front of a friend and he was like, he, he literally immediately stopped and looked at me. He's like, rigmarole? Take what it. What did you say? Take it. Note it. Use it. <laughs> well, we it's, laughed about it It's for a new word. A while. That's hilarious. It was funny. I don't even know where it came. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, my point is, is that Yes. Yeah, I don't I think, think, I think most of us aren't. Are you, you thinking know, of hullabaloo? I'm not sure. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's, one of it's the, not rigor mortis. It's I know that. It's an uggism. It's an uggism. Rigamaroo. The yes. funny thing is, is when I said it, whoever I was talking to knew what I meant. And they just accepted it yeah, as yeah, reality. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, it's fine. That yeah. happens to me all the time. They're like, mm, okay. It, it makes sense. Someone said something funny. It was a client. It wasn't somebody that I'm like close <laughs> to, um, but they said something and then. They, and I, we just kept talking because it was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, but I knew what they meant. Yes. And then at the end, she, they corrected themselves. I'm like, this is what I meant. I'm like, it's all right. I, I, we speak the same language. I completely like, understand God. what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a genetic trait. <laughs> totally is. Hardcore genetic trait. Um, speaking of that, what was I going to say? God damn it. It was something funny. Sorry. I always do no, that. No, 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 no. It's fine. Um, God, I can't remember what it was. It was something about that though. But have you ever seen this the SNL skit where Christina Aguilera plays Samantha from Sex and the City? I love it. Is it not the most hilarious thing? It's one thing? of the best skits. I just scrolled through it on TikTok this morning. I'd never seen it before, and I was oh, yeah. fucking cracking up laughing. So I was like, funny. this is so good. So if you've never seen it, um, Google it. It's funny. Side note, you remember, um, I'm sure you saw it because it, it, went, it went a bit viral. Britney Spears was dancing with knives. Jamie. <laughs> I want to know when you're going to stop defending her crazy behavior. First of all, they were prop knives. So she says. No, you know how I know? Because I read an article today. Or I read a blog today. I heard today. them going, shing, shing. Yes, but they were prop knives. And the company that she bought the prop knives from was going under. 
And when she said, oh, no, these are prop knives. I got them, blah, blah, blah. The store, oh. the store is on the up and up. <laughs> Everybody bought the damn knives. Okay. I'm like, she's Taylor Swift before Taylor Swift was Taylor Swift. Seriously. I mean, okay. I mean, that's great. But Sam Ashigari has accused Britney of having an obsession with knives. Here's the problem. In the past, long before this video came out. But here's the problem. Somebody called the police. That I had an issue with. And they came to like, her really? house. And I'm like, somebody goes, save her dog. And I'm like, fuck up. you guys, she's, she is a woman on her way back from an insane, I can't, and she literally was held prisoner. I get it, but I'm not going to defend her. I'm, Manic behavior. I'm not saying that she's because well. Because she is not doing well. But I saw her promoting and her book. She is promoting her book, and she did sound very lucid. She's, she's lucid. But my problem with her is I also read an article this morning, and I didn't get into it too much, but where she has she's openly acknowledging substance addiction, addiction issues. I've never seen that. I've never it, heard it or It literally came it. out today. I believe you. I believe it. No, I, I don't know how... Good the source was because right. I, I didn't have time to click on it and read it or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I know it caught my attention and I know it wasn't like radar online or something. It was I, something else. I do think that this is something that will, it, something's going to come to a head. Something's going to happen. And they're going to be like, Brittany, it's time to stop doing Instagram videos. It's time to, are you going to shut out, get off the pot? Like, what are we doing? I mean, honestly. Like she needs to, it, this is a temporary, it has to be temporary. You can't go through your whole life like this. Something's going to break. I hope so. Something will break. And she will have to be like, okay, I guess I'm going to get serious. Nobody's going to want to affiliate themselves if she wants to get back in the business. If, if she even nuts. does, she's got enough money that she doesn't have oh, yeah. to. And I, oh, think, yeah. I think she's personally like, exhausted from entertainment and doing all of that. I think she's yeah. been doing it so long. I mean, we yeah. forget that she was famous when she was like 13. This book is going to make her so rich. She's er, already so rich. You know what yes. I mean? Richer. I do, I do, I do. We I'm buying read it. it. Uh, yeah. I'm buying it. Well, you buy it and I'll read it after Absolutely. you're done. Absolutely. I'll give you the highlights. We'll talk about it. You yeah. know we will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I know well, I hope it lives tell up you. to the hype. Okay, this is such a deep cut. No one listening is going to care, but you and I. Uh-oh. I don't know how it happened, but somehow... I got on Little House TikTok. Oh, shit. <laughs> there is a new generation okay. of women, specifically they're women. I haven't seen any men. There's a new generation of women who are probably in their 30s who are just discovering Little House on the oh, Prairie. Oh, for God's sakes. And they're just like... This show has been in syndication since the 70s. They're like, what is 80s. this show? What is this for show? For real, though? Yes. And they... Love it. Well, I mean, I love it. Love it. And what's interesting? I have not one bad thing to say about Little seeing House Seeing it Barry. with he, seeing the opinions, it's with a fresh pair of eyes. I can understand. Is that. amazing. They're, I imagine it they're is. They're the only. They have the same complaints that I had when I first watched it when I was a small uh-huh. child. First of all, I think we were watching it in syndication. I think we were too young to watch it fresh. Um, it came out when we, we were little. Well, you're right. It was we in, it was in the seventies, late seventies. So we were really, really young. I thought it came out in like 75, 76. Uh, I want to say like 78. But even then, we were... We were, we were like we were babies. Eight, seven, six, you know, whatever. You were even younger than that. Yeah, we were. So, so I think we were watching yeah. in syndication. I think mom watched it when Probably. it was when it was new. I, I, I kind of yeah. have like a faint memory of mom, of new episodes coming out, mom watching those. Monday night at eight. Thank you. But I don't know that we were paying attention to what she I don't was know. watching. It was just something that was on. Plus, by the time we were probably cognizant of it, it was coming to an end. For sure. I think. Because it ended in the 80s, right? Yeah. And then when it went to syndication is when we were old enough. We, when we, we started watching. Watched anyway, it. so here's the thing. I read all the books. Same. So I read all the Little House on the Every single one. I think mom made us read them. On the Banks of Plum Creek right? is my number one favorite Little Love. House book. It's my favorite one. God, I don't even read. But if you don't read or They're if you so do good. read, they are so worth the read. I read them over and over again. Over and over when again. I was a kid, yeah. I loved them all. Anyway, my point is, is that Little House, for whatever reason, is becoming um, it's this low key like, what is this? So everybody loves Pa and Ma and all the things, and now they're like looking at it. They're going, um, Albert's a problem. I hated it when they brought him on. Same, and, and I don't think he was in any of the books. He's not. So he's a made. It up was a new edition for the show. Yes. 
And then they kill him off. I, I know. Well, so that's the thing I don't like. As, and I understand from an entertainment standpoint why Michael Landon had to create these characters. He needed a son. And he needed things to continue. He The story, the lines were getting, the kids were getting old well, and they had families. And, well, you know. Here's the problem. In the books, I mean, it, it's, it's the Laura Almanzo show. For sure. She wasn't writing about her parents anymore. No. And she was, and they were, it was a very different time. They weren't well, living no way on the pa, prairie. Yeah. There's no way Pa could be Pa if his kids are 30. Right. Right? Right. So anyway. So in order to be Pa, he had to have a child that he was raising. What I love about it is that the show is still not problematic. And people right. love it. And they <laughs> they love that Nellie's terrible. They love that Willie's a brat. I they do. love Mrs. Olsen. And they're like, Mrs. Olsen was low-key racist. And I'm like, she was. Well, I, yeah, she was. She and, kind of was. But here's the thing. Well, she, but she wasn't just she racist. Got, she got, she hated everybody. She did, but she was just like, he's a Jew, like <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> of course, nowadays she the, did. The like, show would have been canceled, and they would have never no, worked again. But here's the thing about Mrs. Olson: is she was the thing that they used her to educate ignorance. They did. So like when she had a problem with black people, when she had a problem with Native Americans. They always made it right at the end. When she had a problem with women having, wearing pants or whatever it All was. Things. You know, she, I mean, and she really got schooled because her, her daughter fell in love with a man who was Jewish and not Christian. And back in the 1800s, I mean, girl. Well, and that's the thing that I, that I appreciate about the show is that, um, but she always learned a lesson because from it. It's, those subjects are so taboo, yes. but they're so real. They're, they're necessary. They're accurate. They're, these things happen and happened back then. Well, and that's what I loved about it. I'm like, think about all the, the, um, when they talked about the indigenous people and the yes, Indians, and yes. that was so taboo yes. to talk about, but, but that is the way we treated those people. Yes. And it's awful and I, horrible. It, the and thing it needs is, to be talked about. What, what I love is that all, although Mrs. Olsen was cantankerous, <laughs> they used her character to teach people about ignorance. And and, um, and how did they make us love her at the and same time? Racism and racism and generalizing a, a person or totally. a, pe- a people. Like, it's so good. Like, remember when yeah. she'd be like... This book is inappropriate. You shouldn't have this. And Doc is like, well, it's an anatomy book for doctors. I don't know why you're looking at it because there's naked people in it. Yeah. And she goes, well, this shouldn't be out. And he, she's, he's all, you're being ridiculous. Right. This is educational and it's necessary. Because he didn't, she didn't want him to look at Nellie. Right. When she found out she was pregnant. Right. 100%. And she's like, well, I want to be in there with you. And he's like, I am conducting an an exam and you can't be in there she's like this is highly inappropriate he's like get the hell out of here lady thank you it was so educational i already know what's wrong with her oh you do it was so educational and and mrs olsen is iconic because of it she is and i brilliant i think she she was my favorite character to be fair i loved her on so many different levels um so many episodes some of my favorite episodes and i can name the olsons were underrated one of my very i can see it now Yes. One of my very favorite episodes that I watch over and over and over again, even though I've watched them all over and over again, is The Camp Out. Now, The Camp Out wasn't anything political, but but it is one of the funniest episodes to me. Is that the one where they all have to, like, travel? This is the one where, basically, Charles is taking his family to go camping, and they're going to quote-unquote rough it okay and mr olsen oh yeah and they're gonna collect leaves because they're on holiday it's the it's basically the thanksgiving break right and, I remember and this mrs beatles tells all the kids look go out and get a leaf collection and whoever has the best leaf collection will win this this thing you know whatever cool. right so uh, so nelly's like it's not fair Laura's dad is taking them and they're going camping and they're gonna get different leaves because they're gonna not be in walnut creek and, right and mrs olsen is like well, isn't it just like an English Ingalls child to get entitled, you know? And and, and, and Nell's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? She's like, I expect you to take your children to exactly the same place so they can get the same leaves. And he's like, oh, I can't just interrupt their holiday. She's like, oh, well, I see how you just don't I love do your children. Remember. I totally yeah. remember so that. So they all end up going together, which wasn't the original plan. She comes, she brings a tea set. I remember. That she smashes because she falls in the creek. It's literally hilarious. It's the funniest episode. But Nellie and, and Laura fall in the river. Yep. And almost drowned. Yes, I yeah. remember that. 
And Nellie's Fine. the one that almost drowned them, by the way. And then she, she gets up. She's like, Laura tried to drown me. And she's like, Nellie Olsen. Yeah, but they get they get their, they get their comeuppance, which well, is nice. Yes, because Laura and Mary let them catch poison oak. I remember that. They're like, oh, yeah, get all those leaves, girl. Yes, because Willie picks the, oh, he's like, God. no, these are all mine. And Mary's like, that's poison oak. And she, Laura's like, shut the fuck up. Don't tell them. <laughs> let them get it. It was a good show. Anyway, I'm just loving that it's becoming popular all of well, a sudden. Well, I did too. I didn't know that. And I'm just like, this is so great, you know. But And I, you know, looking at it in fresh eyes, the only thing is the same complaints I had back in the day. I hate Albert. I hate that character. Although, one of my other favorite episodes is the one where Albert gets addicted to morphine. Oh, well. That's when, that, that one's pretty good. Because it's the first time we get to see him throw up white stuff. He throws up white stuff. Yes. And he, he runs around. That was a very big episode. It was huge. But we were yes. talking about all of the lessons that Little House yeah, teaches us. Because he was in the war and he got an addiction. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the soldier. Oh, my bad. Different. Why was he addicted? Well, he went to the, the city. He, he had PTSD, but it wasn't Albert in that episode. Oh. It was that another famous really because that's the thing about um little house oh, they had a lot stars. of cameos well what did, how did he get addicted to morphine then he got addicted to morphine because he had gone off to the city to go oh, to school and he was so- hanging with a rough crowd and they were all doing <laughs> morphine oh my so then his got dad it. was like you're fucking up you know i'm bringing you back to you know what is it called walnut grove yes so that you can get and then he started stealing it from doc baker doc baker yeah wow Crazy times. Yeah. Crazy so that times. was a good episode too. That was. Anyway, so I thought that you would appreciate the fact that now I'm getting I'm getting Little House talk and I'm getting all these little <laughs> scenes and I got to watch the scene where Albert climbs up the mountain when he's dying of leukemia. Oh God, yes. And they all hold hands and in, in victory. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, and there was that other episode where there was another and it was no it was a it was a, a character that was only in one seat, one show. Mm-hmm. And then you never saw him again. Yeah. But where the kid where he wanted to see the ocean. And oh Laura my God, and Albert Stephanie? ran away. I wept. We all wept. I cried so hard. And they went to San Francisco of all places. And they take him and he gets to see the ocean. And that was the final scene. And we bawled our eyes out because the dying cry. boy got to see the ocean in real life. I did. Why? I did cry. And honestly, that was for me, that, that episode, you don't, that kind of, sometimes those episodes put in perspective. Because mm-hmm. if you put yourself back in the eight, late 1800s. Yes. What are the chances that if you live in, you know, Minnesota, you're never going to see that that you're ever going to see the ocean in your lifetime because you have to take a fucking wagon. How did you even know that it existed? Well, they knew because we had, you know, I mean, it was the late 1800s. (laughs) Yeah, there was books. But (laughs) But getting there was damn near impossible. Yes. I mean, yes, yes. you're right. You're right. Speaking of, I was going to ask you this because I was trying to think about it. Do you remember the first movie that made you ugly cry as an adult? As an adult? As an adult. One of the mi- movies that made me I remember, ball my I remember eyes out. vividly the first Terms thing. of Endearment. That was when you were an adult? I was a young adult. The first movie that made me weep like I've never wept in my life is The Color Purple. That too. At the end. You're right. I had read the book. I read the book in high school. I did too. And then um, the movie came out with Whoopi Goldberg. It was one of those movies that mom let us watch because she shielded us from so many things that she thought were inappropriate. But she let us watch that movie. I watched the end and when the sisters see each other again after almost a lifetime, Stephanie, I've never cried so hard in my life. I still cry in that movie. I cannot. I I was inconsolable. Yeah. Inconsolable. If you have a sister. Oh. It, and you're close to your sister. It's one of those movies that you just know, you relate, even though we weren't poor and black it, and all of those it's things. It's just that it's that relationship. And those mm-hmm. two had been, and they were the like, trauma. not only that, but they were so close. They had, I mean, all they had was each other. Honestly. And then when those horrible people split them apart, yes. I just was like, I was so gutted. And then when yeah. they see each other and those beautiful African. Oh my God. <sighs> So now I have to watch that movie. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was just like that. I mean, yes, Terms of Endearment and Steel Magnolias, all those movies do, did make me cry, but I've yeah. never cried so hard than the That first was a time different one. You're right. I saw the color That's a purple. Yeah. I, <sighs> Terms of Endearment, I don't know what it was about that. I think it was the bond between the mom and daughter that I never had. Yes. And so it was so tumultuous. It was. Yes. But they just, I don't know, whoever directed that film was fucking brilliant i I, Genius. I think it's someone famous we know the name but i can't Probably, think of it but they did but, a really good job you know what's funny i've seen that movie many times now and it's weird how as you get older and you experience different things how different things make you cry that the scene when she's like i can't believe this is happening there's nothing harder blah 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 that still makes me cry pretty hard yeah. 
But Steel Magnolias actually makes me cry harder. It used to be the mm-hmm. funeral scene yeah, when that she was crying. Makes us all cry. It does, but now it's when she goes to get her grandson. Jamie? I can't. I can't with that. I can't. And I think, like you said, I it think is it's so hard. It's a journey in life that we're, depending on where you yes. are, that, yes. right, different things like, like hit you. It's different. just. It's, this is all she has left of her daughter. And it's Honest like, I, ca- I can't. I well, can't. you know what? The scene where she, in, in terms of endearment, where she dies, I think that scene, you, if you haven't experienced death that close to you, right. then it, it doesn't quite hit you as hard. But now that I'm older, and I've not, thank the Lord. We have not experienced yet. that. No. I know I will probably in my life, but. Sure. But I think for people who have been through that, mm-hmm. um, you think that, you know, when you've not done it yourself, you think that, well, you knew they were sick, you knew they were terminal, you knew right. where they were going to die. Like, you know, the outcome is going to be that. Right. But I've heard people say that, like, I knew that, yes. But when it happens, you're like, wait, wait, it's wait. It's just not, it's not ready. It, it, it never feels like, you're right. ready. Right. You know what I mean? It's so crazy. It's like, wait, I, w- I thought I was. Like, I should have known this was going to, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Why am I still so, so broken over it? Yeah. It was funny because not, this is kind of a change of subject, but I do think a lot about death a lot. <sighs> and I know it's my, I know it's my PTSD. I know, I know it's my anxiety, et cetera. But I also think a lot about what if I was homeless? <laughs> and we were on our way to Costco yesterday. I did this too. Jerry can't with me with that we were on a way we're never gonna be homeless all right i'm like you just don't know he's like i know (laughs) we're not gonna be homeless it's never happening (laughs) so i was so resolute about it and i'm just like it could happen we were on our way to costco and i saw a couple of people um setting up some kind of little camp in this uh state park area that we drive by Uh and they were so close to the road i'm like god if you were if you were living in the park area why would you be so close to the road like go deep Go deeper, just a little deeper, you know, yeah. not, I mean, I can see everything. Just push it's a, it back. It's a safety thing. I'm telling you. I understand. Anyway. No, I really don't, but I've learned to understand. So I agree. You it's, do. Being you homeless do. is so dangerous. Exactly. So anyway, so I see that and I'm like, God, I don't understand. Cause it was like three men chilling, you know? And so we're, we're on our way to Costco and I'm really quiet and we're on our way home now. And he's like, why are you so quiet? And I'm like, I'm just thinking about if I was homeless, what I would do. And he goes again. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. And, and I, he's like, I don't understand. And I said, well, I just think that being outside in the elements is not wise. Unless you're in an area where there's no people and you can build your own home or something, like a little shack or whatever. Yeah. Like the people on a loan. If you can do something like that. Oh, they can't. Whatever. No, they I know. less than nothing. No, I understand. But I hear what you're saying. But Hypothetically. I'm like, however, I go, because I'm thinking I would just play Little House on the Prairie. I would just find a prairie and I would build a thing and my biggest problem would be food and water. Those would be my number one things all the time. But if I could find an area that had, I had access, I think I could probably do it. I mean, I don't want to eat squirrel, but I will do it. If I had to. If I had to. I just need to know how to build a fire. And he's just sitting there quietly like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) and I said, but uh, we don't live in the prairie. So I would have to be a little more you know, well, suburban. Yes. And they have laws and stuff they have to abide by. Of you course. know what I mean? You can't Absolutely. just go and, but none of the, I care not of, not of all the reality. Of I know. Right. I'm just telling you in my brain. And so what I'm like, feasible. the number one thing I would do, first of all, I don't know why, but I'm always alone. There's nobody else. I have no family, no husband. It's just me. Right. I'm just homeless. And so I'm like, well, I realize that I won't have much, but I do know this, the, the amount of vacant commercial buildings in the city is abundant currently, especially nobody ever turns off the electricity or plumbing in those places. So I would definitely be breaking into one. Well, they do. And I, I know. And I would be, that would lawyering be. And that, fine. Well, you go to jail for it, but okay. Okay. At least I'm not yeah. being raped in the street. Hey, a lot of them are actually, you know, because we were talking about my job earlier, but a lot of them end up in jail doing things for survival. And it's like, they have absolutely nothing to lose because going to jail while for you they're and I safe. sounds terrible. It's not the worst thing for them. It, they, they are safe and they're in the system now. But the thing is, is that well, they get fed every day. They're we're, sheltered. We're they removing, shower. We're removing all reality. Yes. Okay. This is just me as if it's the apocalypse and I'm alone. Okay. And so I'm like, yeah, bringing, he goes, you know, you really need to stop thinking about the fact that you could be homeless. And I said, I know. The man has been with you for 26 years. <laughs> and you will always have these thoughts. I used to play homeless when I was a child. Well, <laughs> Do you know that? Lots of things. I used to play homeless as Jimmy, a child. We played. 
I used lots to, of things. I used to create. I used other to, children do not play. I used to. <laughs> We played, have. we were disabled in a variety of ways. I know. We've I talked about that before on the show. I yeah. don't think that's normal. I don't know. I when mean, I say normal, quote unquote normal, I don't mean, I don't mean like stigmatism normal. I mean, I don't think a lot of children pretend they're blind or deaf or they don't have a leg or, you know what I mean? No, you're right. I just don't. I, no, I think you're correct. Um, Tell me if you have people, because I'd like to know if we're, if I'm thinking we're like weird and we're not. I think we're weird. I just, well, what gets me is like, what motivates us to play like we're homeless? Do you remember the time that- And I can't imagine you played you were homeless by yourself. Or did did. you? Oh, no, I did. Oh, you were, okay. I had, I created a knapsack (laughs) and I put peanut butter crackers and play things in there. And we used to have- Necessities. Remember we used to have the horse on the spring, the old school- I would pinch the shit out of you if you... Absolutely. Yeah. So I... would never give that to a child now. I would... Okay, this is such a deep cut. Oh, my God. Okay, so Linda Blair was in a movie. She was um, on a horse, and she was going across somewhere. I don't remember the movie, but there was a song. I remember the song, Stephanie. And I used to pretend that was me, and that I would... On the horse? Yeah, and that I was by myself, and I had, like, a knapsack, and that's all I had. And and you were, like, springing and running and... I know I'm gonna make it. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. Well, what my happened to her? Was she running way. away? The road is long, but I is that even a real song? On. I must go on <laughs> anyway. Yes, it's a real song. Uh, yes, it's a real song. You know what? I'm gonna look it up, and I'm gonna oh, tell God. you. She probably sang it. She did. Oh, she did. This was after The Exorcist. See, because I didn't know that for the longest time when I was younger that Patrick Swayze sang, she's like the wind. What? I, not when I, when the movie first came out. I had no idea you didn't know that. When the movie first came out, I did not know he sang that song. She. I learned it later as a teenager. And, because remember, that movie came out and we were children. We were very young and mom wouldn't let us watch it. Oh, yeah, you're right. So it, it was later when I was old mm. enough and I had seen the movie that I was like, oh, my God, he sang that song? Because the song was actually on the radio. So I didn't put two and two together at the time. I'm going to find it, and then I'm going to – I will I will show it to you. God, she was in a lot of really bad movies. Wow. Next to me. Oh, wait. Wild Horse Hank? Is this it? God. In 1979 – Wild, about right. a rancher's daughter saves horses from industrial slaughter by herding them 150 miles to federal land. This is so. The this movie. is the movie. Okay. Well, hey, that sounds pretty good. I'd watch it totally. Five point two out of ten. I mean, I was crying on the Bradshaw Shelter website this morning <laughs> because there was a pit bull who had been in the shelter since July. He got adopted immediately. Oh, Wild Horse Hank. That was her. I want to find the song. I'm telling you, that was the song. I played that by myself. Going 150 miles, apparently, to federal uh-huh. land to save horses. Yeah. That's the kind of shit I played remember, alone. No, I, do you remember we had, um, at, at the house that our parents were married at in Sacramento, when we mm-hmm. first moved here, mm-hmm. our parents built a house, and we had a den. Well, we called it a den. Yeah. It was basically an office. It was upstairs yes. at the top of the stairs. Yes. And we played in that room. We did. Not often, but we did. Yes. And I remember listening to Leaf Garrett <gasps> and, um, you know, like really sad songs. Making like, you cry. Yes. Making Why did you cry? We I don't know why we found that cry. enjoyable, but yes. And they called it puppy love. And then we just bawled. What is, you know what? We were emotionally cutting at such a young Seriously, age. Seriously, I was like six or seven what when were we, we were doing, doing that. I don't know. But I also remember sit, listening to that other song. Um, I have no idea why. Raindrops keep <gasps> falling on my head. That was the Butch Cassie Sundance Kids soundtrack. It was, soundtrack. but I don't know that we listened to it for... We, we knew, did. We didn't we, know it was from that movie. No, we didn't know that. We had records. It was just a record we had. Oh, my God. And But that wasn't a sad one, necessarily. No, we liked that song. Yeah, I just find that funny that looking back. And you know what? There was a, there was a skip in it. <laughs> me. Oh God, me. Right. Over and over. Remember? <laughs> you do yes, remember. I, do. I didn't until you said it. Now You're like, like oh, God. God. See, Jamie is a phenomenon. I'm telling you, oh, she remembers God, the I can't believe I remembered. Why, remember? why do I remember the Slinda Blair song? What? Well, I don't know. I'm going to find it well, for Well, we you. all have a special song that like only we know. I'm going to send you, I'm sure there's a YouTube of it somewhere. Oh, for sure. And I'm going to send you, you'll be like, oh my fucking God, she did know the words. Oh, I know you know the words. There's crazy. I have no doubt in my mind. I, I just, <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> what 
I was having I was having flashbacks because I think we talked about this on the last show about how we would hold our pee and poo when we were outside playing either one yes. because we were locked out of the house or Probably. two we didn't want to come in yes and I was like I remember so vividly sticking the heel of my foot up my ass <laughs> hard as I could so that you didn't have to go to the bathroom and, my, and closing my eyes because the sensation was so strong that I had to go to the bathroom but I would not do it just breathe and then and then we would give each other the same advice we're like just stick your foot up your butt why did we do I that no you know what I'll tell you why because we had no control over our lives and we could control that you, you might be right I think that's that was a that was a control thing Hopefully. just insanity anyway, anyway all right well that's it yeah. I have nothing more. That was long enough. <laughs> that was quite enough. I think everybody stopped listening like 15 minutes ago. They're just like, like, okay. God, they're just going on and on and on about their terrible childhood. And Little House Hogan. on the Prairie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, we Who's all. Who's Linda Blair? Who the fuck <gasps> is that? <laughs> oh my God, you're right. You're right. But you know what? Actually. Who's Leaf Garrett? <laughs> Linda Blair is actually a good throwback. She is. Because there's a new Exorcist movie coming up for Halloween. Jamie, so I mean, I'm not watching it. Oh God, no. I they make it so scary now They're with so all the scary. CGI and everything. Oh my God. I'm like, I literally can't even watch the trailer. I'm like, Two little girls are possessed by when the devil. When the trailer comes on, I am like, ah! I close I, my eyes and I change it. I legit. Okay. And they, you know, because it's a horror movie, yeah. they air the promos at night. Yes. Because it's scarier. And I'm right? laying in my bed with so the lights off. I'm getting ready to go to bed and I hear the nee, 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 nee. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, there's only a few movies that really scare the shit out of me because I'm such a realist and so are you. Yes. That I, even when I see things, I'm like, that's dumb. It's not real. But those movies, I don't know what it is. So they want the last they movie. The and you know, and my son told me, he's like, if you want to be really scared, he goes, you have to see Hereditary. I've heard. Stephanie, I watched Hereditary and it is so scary is it is it monster or is it well here's what's supernatural well here's what's weird about the movie and why it's so brilliant first of all the acting is next level okay just in general the acting is next level okay but it's a two which is rare it's a two-fold movie which is why it's so scary yes there's some terrifying scenes terrifying scenes the problem is that you can't i mean you're seeing it and it's scary and the grandmother is a witch a real witch, and this is a long genetic thing, except that it is symbolic of generational trauma. Oh God! And the um, and mental illness and grief and all of these things. So, although you are seeing these horrifically scary scenes that are very scary, um, it is a wrapped into relatable thing. It is a symbol of the terror and torture of mental illness fantastic and so it's even more scary because you're like oh this is what people who are very ill maybe think about experience no Mm -hmm. experience oh god so you don't know is it real or is it a figment of somebody's illness is it is it a re is it (laughs) is it a coven from 200 years ago or is it someone experiencing schizophrenia yeah you don't know. Right. And so because of they all of that. blur those lines for you. You can take it any way you want. You can take it as just a supernatural, scary witch movie, or you can look at it and going, this is the torture of mental illness. Ugh. Both terrifying. And Tyler, my son, was correct. It is the movie that has stayed with me the most in most recent times. See, so that's why I don't know if I could watch the it. The slasher movies, I laugh at. I love right. them. That's but this right. is a psychological, horrifying well done movie. See, I don't know if I want to subject myself to that because I have so many of those already. I think that you, knowing you, it would be too much for you. Yeah, I just don't need to you add wouldn't to enjoy the, it. I don't need to add to the list. You would not enjoy it in that aspect. You would yeah. be thinking about it in the middle of the night going, is someone going to be floating and looking at me? I, you well, I don't believe in supernatural shit. No, I know. But so if that is the whole thing, then but it, it won't. But it's not the whole thing. But, but if there is, if there, if there's any element of reality, yes, like somebody could break into my house and be standing over my bed. Well, the real- that shit is what scares the me. The reality is, and this movie's been out for far too long for spoilers, whatever. Is yeah. um, the the two kids we don't not do spoilers? The two kids are driving, and his little sister sticks her head out and do, and gets decapitated. Yes, we've all and, heard that. Story. And the mother never gets over it. Yeah, and this the crying and the weeping is it will make you weep. Uh, she's so good at this movie yeah uh colette um tony colette it plays the mother okay and the woman is it, a lot of people thought she should have been nominated for an oscar for this movie because well, it never was do, so well it's done a horror movie yeah it's terrifying but i mean 
Same with comedies, unfortunately. Well, maybe she'll get a chance in something else. You I know? think she's been nominated many times. She's very oh. good. Anyway, <clears throat> all right. That's well, it. Well, it's almost Halloween, so it's appropriate to be talking yeah, about so, this. Yeah, so, I mean, Exorcist, if you want to see it, let us know about it. I want to hear. Please do, because I will not watch it. I probably won't go see it. I'll, it if it comes on in a year from now, I'll probably scan through it. But I'm not a big fan of The Exorcist myself. Well, that's funny, because my husband, who doesn't, generally does not like horror movies at all, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the movies that's like a childhood trauma for him. Oh, interesting. Because that movie came out when he was young. You know, teenager. Daryl's childhood trauma. His aunt took him to see Amityville Horror at the movies. That's the other one. When he was nine. Oh, God. What? Now, God. So now he won't watch any scary movies. Right. And I'm yeah. like, really? Because I Jerry's love not a fan. I, I do too. Yeah. So I have to watch them alone, which That's sucks. E- which is even worse. But yeah. like, I like monster movies and I like slasher movies. I do too. Like, so, right. Like for the fact that it's almost Halloween right yes. now. Oh, um, they're all coming out. I can't wait for all the Jason movies to start oh, playing so and the, and the Freddy movies. Yes. I, I, I love watching them. God, Freddy. One, two. I can't. Scary. <laughs> okay. Tina, Tina. <gasps> you just made the, mine. Right, I even gave myself chills. Stop it. <laughs> See, now, if we're allowed to play music on the show, as long as it's 20 seconds or less, mm. I always thought it would be fun if Daryl would, like, do an, an exit with, like, you know, a small excerpt of where we were talking oh about. Oh, my God. That... Yeah, so, so that, that would be the end of the show. <laughs> oh, my heart rate. But I love those movies. Oh, my God. so scary. He knows oh he's dragging God. his nails down the hallway. That's one of the scariest scenes when ever. His, when his arms are like 10 times longer. That is a scary Jamie, scene. Jamie, whoever thought of that movie? Nightmares. Dude. Legit nightmare. The Brilliant. scariest scene, the first time I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, which is the best one, is yeah. when Tina's in the body bag and her legs lift and she just gets pulled invisibly oh my god so scary you know what's funny and this i know we're ending the show but i know yeah you, we have to end it i dad was always the one who did anything edgy like yes like we true. would never expect our parents to let we didn't they literally let us have no fun in mm-hmm. our lives none mm-hmm. as children so it's true maybe that's why we're so warped because we made our own fun i agree yeah so if someone was going to allow us to do something fun or something yeah. kind of off color it was going to be dad not true. mom accurate so I was never, we were never allowed to watch scary movies ever, ever, ever. Right. Um, but dad would let you, he'd let you do some weird shit that I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, you know? So you had a friend, I don't know if it was friend or friends, but he let you watch Freddy yes. when it came out. It yes. was new. I remember. Yes. You were having a sleepover. Mm-hmm. I always think I was 12 or 13 at the time. Right. And it was the first time that he let me stay up and watch the movie with you. Yes. And so it was literally the first scary movie I'd ever seen in my life. It's a good one. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, fuck's sakes. I mean, talk about hitting the ground running. Uh It was absolutely terrifying. And you know what was great about about, um, Nightmare on Elm Street is there was never, there had never been one like it. Right? Well, we would do, it was Jason. Before that. Yeah, that was just a slasher Friday the film. 13th, one, two, three, four. Freddy yeah. goes into your dreams and you Jamie. can't you can't escape it yeah. unless you wake up. It was so scary. Oh my God, that's such a good movie. Never I'm gonna, been scared you know in my life. I'm going to watch that. I'm yeah, going to watch too. the OG. That's a good one. All right, yeah. everybody. Johnny Depp's in it, so hey. Oh, that's right. He's so cute. Yeah, All right. Um, until next week. <laughs>